Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. And make sure if you like these episodes, you are telling your friends in sharing the content so that I can help more teachers, because really, that is what I'm here for. So today is episode 49, and I am going to be talking all about teaching to write even when you hate it. So do you hate teaching students to write because you secretly just don't know how to do it? Maybe you weren't ever trained properly. It's totally understandable. Teaching to write is hard when you've never received the right training. So first things first, if you hate teaching writing, then you need to find some motivation to power through and do it anyway. And yes, I'm dishing out a little tough love today. I know usually I'm not so mean. (laughs) So The National Assessment of Educational Progress, or NAEP, found that only 28% of students in fourth grade are proficient in writing. So let me just let that sink in. 28% of fourth grade students are proficient. That means they are at grade level, they're understanding, they have all the skills necessary. 28%. That's less than half. And it gets worse. According to an article in the New York Times that I saw, 40% of high school students taking the ACT writing exam do not have the necessary reading and writing skills to be successful in an entry-level college English class. So think about like those English 101 classes that we've had to take. 40% of high school students are showing that they're not going to be successful in those classes because those classes actually don't teach you how to write. They teach you how to examine and report, not really sentence structure and capitalization. All of those things are the foundation of what we do in elementary school. And by the time they get to high school and then college, they are swimming an uphill battle, right? I don't even know if that goes together. (laughs) Probably not. But that's where we are right now. So as teachers, we're in a really great position to try and change these statistics. So whether we love to teach writing or not, Writing is a vital life skill that needs to be taught to our students. And look, I get it. Teaching to write is scary, it's difficult, it's frustrating, and it is definitely stressful. 
especially when our student levels are all over the place, which we're seeing even more of now that we've had that year off and they've been home, distance learning, hybrid, whatever (laughs) we've been doing since, what, 2020? But it's, it's been coming even harder. So that brings me to starting with baby steps. Now, when it comes to teaching to write and you've never received any formal training, the best thing to do is just start small. Do you have a writing block that your school has format has formatted for you? And by this, I mean, have they given you how many minutes you need to have and what will occur in those minutes? If they haven't, then you are lucky. You have some flexibility. So you need to decide if you want to teach using the Writer's Workshop model, which I've discussed here before on the podcast, and you could also do a modified version, which is what I like to do, or maybe you have a set curriculum and you just need to follow that curriculum. I highly recommend using my framework to teach Writer's Workshop where all the students are at the same point in the same writing process at the same time. This makes the class much easier to manage. In my post, What is Writer's Workshop? I provide an overview of the sections necessary in Writer's Workshop, so I'm not going to go back over those today, but you can go ahead and take a listen to that episode, or you can visit sharedteaching.com forward slash podcast, and you can find it there or under the Literacy tab. So once you figure out how you want to lay out your writing time, the next step is deciding what to teach. Now, don't try to fit everything in. This is a pretty common mistake that I see teachers doing when they're teaching writing. So there's a ton of things that we can teach about, a ton. But just like all the other subjects, you want to resist the urge to do all the things as it will only confuse your students. Instead, you want to smart smart stall. <laughs> you want to start small and pick just one thing to teach each day. So maybe you notice that your students are really struggling with what to write. So you're going to teach a lesson about how to brainstorm ideas. Now, I find modeling how to do this in front of the class using think aloud strategies really helps young writers to understand. If you don't know what a think aloud strategy is, It's actually just like it sounds. You're thinking aloud as you're talking to students. So you're kind of giving them a glimpse of what's going on inside your brain. So you might say, hmm, I'm thinking of something to write. I think I want to write about my family. What exactly can I write about my family? Well, I can write about my mom, but then that's kind of Big. I want a smaller idea because I remember my teacher talked about small moments. So I want to write about when we went to the store the other day, we went to Target. So I'm going to write about our trip to Target yesterday. And so you're just kind of giving them that glimpse of what's happening in your head as you're brainstorming what you're going to write about. So I also want to remind you that it's perfectly normal 
for our reluctant writers to just copy exactly what you write. So you're brainstorming on an anchor chart or underneath your document camera, you're going to see them try to copy down exactly what you write. And while it may seem really frustrating at first, especially when you just want them to be independent, you want them to do their own thing, you want them to think for themselves, you have to kind of just step back for a moment and realize they might not be at the place to do that. First, they might be like you and they might be lacking confidence. So while it's frustrating, they'll eventually write their own ideas when they've gained that confidence. So then I want you to repeat any writing lessons as needed. So the brainstorming lesson that I just mentioned, you're going to use that all year long because I teach the writing process and I teach them we come up with an idea before we write. So if they're really struggling with brainstorming, then you want to make sure that you do it a few times in a row. So Just like anything else, we want to make sure that we give ample time for students to go back over the same lessons and really learn it. We can't just teach them once and be like, ah, yeah, they got it. Let's move on. Because they don't, right? They need that practice. They need that repetition. So you might need to repeat the lesson several times to see real growth from your students. Now, you also don't want to get stuck there all year long because they're really not progressing at all. In that case, you want to make sure that you are pulling aside the students that are still struggling, and hopefully it's not the majority of the class, and then you're going to provide additional lessons in a small group format. Now, if the majority of this class is still struggling with that same mini lesson, that's when you need to Find another way to teach that same concept, just like you would with any other subject. Now, I also do not try to teach grammar during my writing block. I keep that as a quick five-minute mini lesson during my writing or my reading time. So students can work on a grammar activity to show their understanding and to practice the lesson concepts during their independent time in reading. This frees me up with more time for my writing lessons and student writing time because I really want to protect giving them at least 20 minutes to just sit and write. And yes, they probably won't be able to do that at the beginning of the year, but that's why we build that stamina. So teaching to write can be taught. If you hate writing you never really knew how exactly to do it. It's a skill, just like any other skill, and it can be taught to you. So unfortunately, many school districts and college prep programs do not teach us how to teach writing, even though there's extensive training on teaching reading, which is really weird, right? Now, I've always loved writing stories. As a young girl, I even asked for a typewriter one Christmas, or maybe it was a birthday, I can't quite remember, it was so long ago, and I was found clacking away on my typewriter while my family would be sitting gathering around the TV watching a show together. Something kind of comical about that memory is always striking for me. 
But if there's just something about the craft of storytelling that really hooked me early on. And I credit my mom's love of reading and our daily summer trips to the local library for helping me to love writing. Because when you're a good reader and you read a lot, like I used to, you start noticing things. You start making connections between the different stories you read. You start learning about plot and making characters come alive. And you start figuring out pretty early into a book which authors you want to continue reading. And before you realize, you are noticing the craft of writing. Now, this is how I began teaching myself how to write, even at such a young age. I noticed what was happening in the books I was devouring, and now I teach this same skill to my students using bite-sized chunks. Right? I want them to learn to love reading, I want them to enjoy books, and I want them to take what they love about the books and pull that into their writing. So the way we do that is we use reading strategies to teach in writing. So do you like to use read-alouds in your day? And I'm hoping you're saying yes, especially if you're an elementary teacher, which you should be if you're listening to this. So using picture books is a great way to not only teach reading strategies, but to teach writing. Ideas by Jivey has some great and informative videos on using mentor text in reading, and you can find them on her website, which I've linked in this blog post. So again, you're going to go to shareteaching.com forward slash literacy, and it should be at the time of this release, the first post, but otherwise you can scroll through and find it. Teaching to write even when you hate it was the name of this blog post. So when we teach what authors do using a mentor text, we're teaching students about the craft of writing at the same time, right? We're getting more bang for our buck. We're noticing what is happening with word choice to describe characters, which can then be applied through the lens of teaching to write. By incorporating similar lessons in reading as in our writing block, students will be more successful and start noticing what you are showing in the mentor text. I often teach my writing units using several key mentor texts to help anchor students' learning. So by that I mean I'm not choosing like 20 different texts and it's a new one every day and I'm pulling something different out of each book all the time. I'm really just sticking with just a few maybe two, maybe three, really depends on the unit and how long it is. And we're just rereading key parts and looking for a specific focus. Now, if we're using picture books to teach reading concepts like characterization and tone, why not use the same picture books to teach writing about developing characters? Right? Makes sense, right? So my last thing today is to fake loving to teach writing. So last, teaching to write when you hate it is a lot like how I feel about eating vegetables. Now I know vegetables have tremendous benefits, but I just don't like them. I've been told, and yes, I am still working on this, that the more I eat them, the more I will like them. Hasn't come true yet, but I'm still hoping. (laughs) 
And I view teaching writing in the same way. The more we do it and the more we find our groove, the easier it becomes. When we see our students having success and we start celebrating their growth, our writing block becomes enjoyable. We stop dreading writing time. Now remember to start off with small steps. Smile through the teaching and enjoy your students' growth. Before you know it, you'll be confident in teaching writing and you may even be looking forward to it each day. At least that's what I'm hoping. I really have also hoped that you enjoyed this lesson or this podcast episode. (laughs) Sorry, it's very late as I'm recording this. And if you have, again, please feel free to share it with a friend. Tell them about the Share Teaching Podcast. I would love to have more listeners. And feel free to go ahead and leave a review in iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And I will be in touch with the next episode coming soon. Now, before I leave, I want to mention that I am opening the enrollment soon to my very first writing course. Now, you know, I've been talking about writing a lot lately on my podcast, but I also just love writing. I love teaching it to students. I love seeing their progress at the end of the year. I love seeing what they create. And I really want to bring that enthusiasm to you. So I'm only opening for a very small amount of people. And I want to keep it small because I want this to be a collaboration, just like I always mention in the beginning of these podcast episodes. Shared teaching to me is bringing teachers together. It's working together. And that's what I want for this first course. I want you to work with me as I build the course. So it's not built yet. It will be built as we go through it. So I've outlined what each of the lessons should be, but those who are going to join me will actually have input and be able to tell me what lessons they would like to see and what would benefit them most. So if this sounds interesting to you, go ahead and send me an email, susan at sharedteaching.com. I would love to hear from you, and I am hoping for doors to open on June 15th, so mark that date in your calendar. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. And I will be in touch soon. And...